Hello, everyone. This is David Douthit. This is Molly Douthit. Welcome to More Than Hearing, a podcast to encourage preachers to use multiple intelligences in sermons and worship leadership, because there are plenty of ways to reach someone's soul. Today's podcast will cover the lectionary selections for the third Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year A. In each passage, God gives deliverance into light. Isaiah and the psalmist comfort people living in fear and darkness. Paul begins addressing the divisions in Corinth, and Matthew shows Jesus calling his first disciples. Our illustrations and special effects may help shed light on ways to connect with your congregations. We've established this podcast based on Dr. Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences. Dr. Gardner suggests that there are multiple ways to learn, process, remember, and understand our world. Each week, we develop illustrations and special effects for the weekly readings of the Revised Common Lectionary. They use various smarts based on Dr. Gardner's identified intelligences. We call them Word Smart, Eye Smart, Math Smart, Body Smart, Music Smart, Nature Smart, People Smart, and Self Smart. You can read more about Dr. Gardner's work by clicking on the link at the top of our webpage. As we read and reflect on the scripture passages for each week, we explore ways these intelligences can be utilized for a deeper appreciation of God's Word. Anytime and any way we can make use of the different smarts, we give people greater access to the Word of God so they can acquire it, process it, and internalize it in ways that make sense to them. Let's get started. All right, yes, let's get started. It is Year A, Ordinary 3. So welcome to the show and glad to have you here. We also encourage you to take a look at our episode from three years ago, which has some more ideas on these texts, but we have some fresh stuff for you this week. So uh, we're starting off with Matthew. Anything else I should be saying? Any other? uh, It's cold. It is cold here where we are today, but uh, hope it's warm where you are. Anyway... Starting off with the gospel lesson for year A, Ordinary 3, it's Matthew 4, verses 12 through 23. It's the call of the first disciples, which we sort of did last week with John, but here uh, we get the synoptic turn at it, uh, which is pretty much the, the inverse of what happens in John's gospel, which is kind of the way it works. <laughs> Um, So it starts off with Jesus heading to Galilee. Uh, He had apparently been, I guess, in the Transjordan area before that. And uh, this comes right after the story of the temptation in the wilderness. Um, So he hears that John had been arrested. He goes to Galilee, but not Nazareth where he grew up. He goes to Capernaum. And that sets us up for... A, uh, a reference to the prophet Isaiah, chapter mm-hmm. 9, uh, about Zebulun and Naphtali on the road by the sea, that the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. Jesus begins proclaiming, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. And then as he walks along the Sea of Galilee, he sees two brothers and says, hey, follow me and I'll cause you to fish for people. And so they do. And he goes down the beach a little further and finds two other brothers, the sons of Zebedee, and calls them, and they also follow him immediately. 
And he goes throughout the region of Galilee, teaching and proclaiming the good news and healing everybody. So, okay, we have um, several illustrations and special effects for you. We have uh, both in iSmart. We have special effects in math, body, uh, illustrations in music and nature, and both in self-smart. So, uh, Molly, start us off with iSmart, would you please? Okie doke. Well, I'm going to start with the special effect uh, that is connected to verses 12 through 14 with the region that Matthew mentions Jesus is, is moving about in. Break out the maps and uh, take, and, the, and the pictures of the lake. Um, we have some links to those specifically at our worksheet uh, for uh, Year A, Ordinary 3, 2017. So be sure to go over to the website and download the links for that show. We'll also have them in the show notes for this year. So if you want to just go there from here, mm-hmm. that, that works too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, an illustration, though, for uh, verse 16, talking about the darkness. This is something that David found. There are craters on the moon and on the planet Mercury and some asteroids uh, that are near the poles of those particular heavenly bodies and at such an angle to the sun that light never reaches inside them. So can you imagine sitting at the bottom of one of these craters and maybe seeing the light just go around the upper edge and never knowing what it's like to have the sunlight on or around you. Mm. It just kind of pokes around just, eh, no, just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So that might be the kind of darkness that the, the people that the prophet Isaiah is mentioning. And we'll get to that when we get to Isaiah as well. Yeah. We, we have several uh, illustrations in, in here with Matthew that connect with connect Isaiah. with the yeah. Isaiah passage through this verse. Right. And so you could use them in either place or, exactly. or both. Yeah. yeah. And you'll notice when you download the worksheet for this particular passage, there's a bunch of stuff highlighted in yellow. Those are the things that you can use either here or there. Uh, we also have as an illustration a video of Mercury's North Pole for one full day. And some information on what a full day on Mercury is. It's about 176 Earth days. So while Mercury zips around the sun rather quickly, it doesn't spin on its axis very fast at all. So if you're in the darkness, you're going to be in the darkness for a long time. So you can see that some places really never see the light of day on the planet Mercury which you know, adds some some uh, illustrations to the darkness that is being referenced here. Mm-hmm. For MathSmart, we have some simple demonstrations that you can do with a hanging ring magnet and some bar magnets. And you build a little frame with some wooden skewers or, or uh, dowel rods or something so that you can hang the magnet in the middle, the ring magnet, and then you do different things with the bar magnets. Um, So you can take a look at that. We've got a link for that. And uh, magnetism can be an illustration for Jesus' attractive power. And the disciples are drawn to him like a magnet. They just get up and go. Mm -hmm. And uh, so any demonstration you do with magnets could work, but these are kind of fun. For Body Smart, uh, we're looking at the disciples who were casting nets, and we cast nets. No, 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 not that. <laughs> casting, <laughs> casting nets. Sorry. Yes. So we have net 
casting videos. Uh, one a dude doing it in the backyard, and another one with a woman in, in a bikini in a boat uh, doing it. So pick which one you want to look at. Uh, so you might be able to simulate casting a net uh, with an afghan or a baby blanket if you don't actually have a cast net. Uh, you probably need to weight the edges of it if you're going to do this, and you probably should also practice a bit. Yeah. And uh, be careful if you do this in the worship experience that you don't hit anything <laughs> or like anybody. a window or a lit candle <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah, and don't aim it at the choir. They might not appreciate no, that no. at all. <laughs> Oh, also, um, casting nets uh, kind of also works in Nature Smart. We have also a, a link to a video of a, of a person who is a fisherman talking about the proper way of casting a net to catch fish. Yep. So lots of that. Yep. For Music Smart, uh, we have a number of songs and poems that might work for you. Uh, one by John Bell called Sing Hey for the Carpenter, which is pretty cool. A song called Hail the Fisher Folk by Dave Brown, uh, which comes from the uh, uh, Brunswick Uniting mm-hmm. Church, United Church. Mm-hmm. And uh, another, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus, which is a classic old hymn. Mm-hmm. And there's a story connected with that that you might take a look at. And so we've got links for all of those. Uh, secular song Lonely is the Night by Billy Squire might connect with that verse 16, hmm. at least the first couple of verses. Then thinking about the story uh, from the gospel here in terms of uh, uh, musicians, you know, you could retell it like, uh, like this. A singer was strolling through the pub district listening to people playing at different venues. Two brothers were playing guitar and piano, for they were musicians. The singer said, dudes, let's form a band and go on the road, and I'll show you how to play human hearts. And immediately they left that scene and followed him. (laughs) I like that. And then finally for Self Smart, verse 16, continuing with the idea of darkness, uh, what is the spiritual equivalent to sitting in deep darkness? Some traditions and even some Old Testament texts use darkness as an expression of God's presence. That doesn't seem to be the case here. This seems to be more like hopelessness, grief, or despair, or maybe a spiritual sense of God's absence. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a people addendum. You could use this for people smart. Uh, who are some people for whom this darkness is a present reality and what can be the light for their darkness? For a self-smart um, special effect, ask this question of yourself and your congregation. What has helped you in times when you have felt helpless or hopeless? And that might have some people smart elements too because you may have people who have brought you the light. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go on. The epistle lesson for year A, Ordinary 3, is 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 10 through 18. We're in that long, long slog of 1 Corinthians for this time of year. <laughs> and um, Paul doesn't really waste any time whatsoever by naming the issue in the letter. I mean, you know, why, bot- why, ta- why, why beat around the bush? Just get right into it. Jump right into it. And the New Revised Standard Version has a little header for verses 10 through 17 that says, Divisions in the church. And he begins by appealing to them by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that you be in agreement and there be no division among you. You be united in the same mind and same purpose. There. There. 
So then he goes on and he talks about the actual uh, divisions that have been reported to him. And then he goes into, um, yeah, he, he, there's a little parenthetical comment that he adds that I'm really glad I didn't baptize any of you. So none of you are calling on my name in this mess. Um, but he does uh, say that baptism is to proclaim the gospel, uh, not with eloquent wisdom, just proclaiming the cross uh, so that it might not be emptied of its power. And then he begins the next section of his argument, at least the way the New Revised Standard Version puts it, with a heading, Christ, the power and wisdom of God. And for whatever reason, the lectionary committee took the first sentence out of this next section and added it to the end of this one. It's uh, a cliffhanger for next I week. I think it is. Yeah. Keep you coming back. Keep you coming back because the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But for those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So we have uh, five, no, one, two, three, yeah, five, 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 sir. <laughs> five of the intelligences that we're going to look at for this passage. We have uh, both illustration and special effect in iSmart, illustrations in math, body, and music, and both in PeopleSmart. And David's going to get us started in I. For an illustration, you can uh, think about a jigsaw puzzle here, and the Corinthian church is kind of like all the pieces lumped in a pile and or pushing away from each other, and uh, we want to get them put back together, or Paul mm-hmm. wants to get them put back together. So uh, found some instructions on how to do a hard jigsaw puzzle, and so we've got a link to that. You and, just do it, right? <laughs> Basically, yeah. Uh, if you've ever done a jigsaw puzzle, you pretty much know how this works. But uh, yeah. you know, you uh, start with the edges. Well, it's I it, do. yes, but it starts from the very beginning of you know opening the box, taking the pieces out, lifting the pieces out, not dumping them out, so you don't get all the the crumbs. Oh, and and okay. then sorting them by color, and then yeah. starting with the edges, okay. and then gotcha. yeah, and so on gotcha. and so on. So that's for the real um, uh, J-type personality. Yes, Everything yes. must be in order. Yes. Gotcha. For a special effect, got to thinking about this like a, a, a magic trick. And so, you know, there's the illusion where you take a piece of paper and you rip it into pieces and then you crumple it up and say the magic words and it comes out as a single piece. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've got a link for you on how to do that, hmm. actually, so that you can amaze your friends and congregation <laughs> and uh, bring the church into unity uh, <laughs> through sleight of hand, uh, <laughs> if nothing else works. It's magic! <laughs> uh, we also have a, a picture uh, that goes along with verse 10 about let there be no divisions. And uh, it's a a photo of a uh, sculpture of a person running. And it's kind of a... uh, It kind of looks looks like a paper tear itself because it's it's kind of one thing that has been separated out so you can see parts. Yeah, so it's like a multiple exposure picture except done as a sculpture of a person running so you get to see the the motion mm-hmm. of, of the it and, and the all all mm-hmm. the frames are put together into one place mm-hmm. and the the one point of common 
the one point in common is the person's foot on the ground. Mm-hmm. And so Paul is thinking perhaps the folks are, are like this, that they, they're in motion, but they, they have that point in common. And he wants them to focus on the commonality of being grounded in Jesus and uh, it'll make more sense when you take a look at the picture, which we'll have, again, on the worksheet uh, at morethanhearing.org. Right. So, um, yeah, take a look at that. For Math Smart, we're going with uh, Paul saying that he appeals uh, to the the Corinthians. And in law, an appeal is the process in which cases are reviewed— where parties might request a formal change to an official decision because of this or that. You know, there's information or there's an irregularity. Appeals function both as a process for error correction as well as a process of clarifying and interpreting law. And so in this way, if you think of the word appeal as Paul using it in our legal legal process, he's appealing for a clarification of unity in this letter. Uh, um, look, look at look at the law. Look at the way it's interpreted, and find your clarification there. He's also using appeal as a way to correct their understanding of themselves as the body. Yeah, so. they they seem to have the idea that unity is you do it my way, right? Which you know is not too <laughs> far afield from most people. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's, that's the true. way we. Yeah, welcome here. Now do, take over and do this, but do it the way we did it. Right. Yeah. yeah. That kind of a thing. For Body Smart, thinking about verse 18, the cliffhanger, where it says, uh, those of us who are being saved, and thinking about who does that saving in our experience, I mean, apart from our religious experience. Mm -hmm. So you may have lifeguards or firefighters and EMTs. and People who actually use their bodies to save other people. Yeah. 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 Going on to Music Smart, uh, just a couple of songs for you. Uh, Broken the Body by Shirley Murray, and especially verse 3 there. And Filled with the Spirit's Power by J.R.P.C. And we have links to both of those. For People Smart, this entire section, and really the entire letter uh, to the Corinthians, is about relationships. Uh, so we have a um, quote here from a blog post uh, written by Paul Bellin Boyer from a blog that he he writes called City Called Heaven. And he says about this particular passage, it mattered if you were with Cephas or Apollos or Paul. In the society it mattered whose in this particular society, it mattered whose family you were part of, since your family and its head, its father, wealth, power, and influence determined your wealth, power, and influence. Uh, He goes on to say the problem is not that they have different household in faith, but that they are quarreling. Hmm. So uh, I I think he's he's pushing the idea that it doesn't matter that each of these particular Corinthians feel like they belong to a particular person, you know, that someone who is influential in their being there, but the fact that they're fighting over it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Mine's it's better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's factions, it's factionalism and factions are everywhere. And Paul would have some really pointed words for us these days. I'm certain. Look mm-hmm. at the democratic primaries that are happening. You have people, I belong to Biden. I belong to Buttigieg. I belong to Booker or Bloomberg or Bernie, or I belong to Warren or Wang or Harris. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it now. 
That I is not important. to America. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we have a um, clip from the comic Emo Phillips that might catch a little flavor of this idea of factionalism and how faction, you know, you divide one time, then you divide another and then another and then another and then another. So there's that. Uh, for a special effect for this, uh, well, you might need to, to this, this use be... your discretion on this one because <laughs> you could bring in banners for local sports teams, you know, that everybody in the congregation might be behind except for that one guy over there, or uh, the regional major league sports teams uh, mm-hmm. where you might have two or three different uh, national sports teams that are in one particular area. Again, use your judgment mm-hmm. and if you've got really rabid sports fans in your congregation, you might want to just say, oh, and like this, and not bring in the banners. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> we do <laughs> or have, bring both sides banners. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we do yeah. have the Super Bowl coming up we in do. a couple of weeks, and um, we used to do a Super Bowl of caring, a soup uh, lunch for hunger relief, and we were very careful to decorate in both teams' colors yes. whenever we did that. Yes, indeed. All right, let's go on. The psalm for year A, ordinary three, is Psalm 27, verse 1, and then verses 4 through 9. There are some more verses. It goes to verse 14, ultimately, but we're just doing uh, 4 through 9 for the lectionary. It begins, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And uh, then goes on basically to talk about how comforting it is to be with the Lord and the great and wonderful things the Lord does. And then a bit of, um, okay, it's awesome, God, so let's get the awesomeness going here. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's like that. We have for you some uh, offerings for Word Smart, I Smart, Body Smart, Nature Smart, People Smart, and Self Smart. Molly? Well, for Word Smart, we're looking at verse 7, where the psalmist says, Hear my cry, O Lord, when I, or hear, hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. And to me, that brings to mind uh, a crying infant. Uh, it's a signal to caretakers that something is up, baby needs some attention. Or it could be the sound of a siren or an alarm. Watch out, be alert. Uh, it, it really, it's, it's just a, um, it's an oral and an audible cry. Uh, pay attention here for a special effect if you want to bring in an alarm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. For iSmart, verse 1 starts off, the Lord is my light. And so think about uh, different kinds of light that banish fear for us. So a night light, maybe mm-hmm. for a kid or for, for an adult sometimes. Um, street lights, which are sort of adult uh, night lights, <laughs> um, campfires, flashlights, searchlights, and uh, Klieg lights. Those are the super bright spotlight things, right? Yeah, that they use on movies and, and, and uh, on. I, they use them in the theater, but yeah. the the ones that I'm th- that I was thinking of are the ones they use to to uh, shoot movies. And apparently there's a a syndrome from actors and crew people who have been exposed to them too much. It actually has caused some permanent blindness. Yeah, they they are super bright. So that that may be a little bit more light than we need. (laughs) But um, And we've got a couple links in there for uh, the searchlights and Klieg lights. 
Searchlights were used in 1904. The Russians used them to light up the countryside to find the Japanese. All right. There you I go. did not realize they were that old. I figured yeah. that was kind of a World War II sort of thing. Yeah. But it goes back quite a ways. All right. Uh, special effect, bring in some different kinds of lights. There you go. go. Uh, for Body Smart, we're looking at verse 9, where the psalmist requests of God to not hide God's face. And um, that got me to thinking about body language and how sometimes someone uh, who maybe doesn't want to talk to you or is, is uh, for whatever reason, not willing to engage through their body language, they turn away. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also animal body language that works that way too. If you do, if you want to <laughs> signal to a dog that you're not aggressive, don't look at it in its eye and kind of turn turn to the side. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or check out some of the dog shaming videos. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. Did you do this? Oh, not looking. I'm not looking at you. I'm not guilty. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, for a body smart illustration, I've got a couple. Um, or I have a link to a list of things that you can be aware of when you interview for a job. Mm, um, mm-hmm. It's some practical tips for how body language in- indicates to folks who are thinking to hire you what kind of person you are. And then also an article about nonverbal communication and relationships. It's not necessarily about job seeking, but just, you know, how to be people smart, you know, and by paying attention to what people's bodies are communicating. Um For a special effect, this could also be a self-smart special effect, encourage people to be aware of how they move while they talk to other people. And use your fellowship time, if you have one, after worship as a way to catalog the ways that you stand, the ways that you look at other people, talk to other people, and listen to other people. Uh, Do you cross your arms when you're talking to somebody or fiddle with your hair? Do you look directly at another person without blinking? Uh, Do you stand a three-quarter profile? So as not to seem threatening. I, t- I notice that men, when they stand around at, at, uh, at fellowship, they kind of tend to be in sort of a semicircle, mm-hmm. which for women invites us all in. It's like, hey, there's a gap. Let's go fill that. No, no. Don't <laughs> fill the gap. No. We have to open oh, up no. further if you do that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, pay attention to your tone of voice or whether or not or how much you gesture when you talk. So there's some body smart elements of communication. Yeah. Yeah. So be aware of yourself or just be aware of others while yeah, you're at it yeah. too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For Nature Smart in verse 5, it talks about the Lord being a shelter. And so uh, for natural elements here, think about the way animals shelter their young. And there's a little bit of that in the, in the uh, psalm there. Mm-hmm. So um, some conceal their young uh, in a shelter, either a nest or in, in pouches on their bodies or in lairs or burrows. Um, or under the cover of wing for birds, or deep underground for some other critters, uh, or high on a rock, shelters on a cliff's edge perhaps, or squirrels up in a tree. So uh, think of how all those different places um, offer safety for, for the young. In verse 1, the psalmist seems to exhibit a great deal of confidence in God's protective power. And so for People Smart, we have an illustration, a clip from the uh, movie Troy that was released in 2004, where King Agamemnon has a lot of confidence in his warrior Achilles, even though Achilles doesn't have a great deal of respect for the king. Um, but Achilles has a great deal of confidence in himself. And so in this particular clip, there's a, a contest that is uh, we see between Achilles and, and, a, and a challenger. And it's over pretty quick. 
So perhaps um, this is the psalmist's confidence in God that when you call on God, of course God's going to be there and stab the guy in the neck. <laughs> okay, well, maybe not that. Spoilers for the clip. <laughs> but uh, maybe also the psalmist and God have a little better working relationship, though, that uh, uh, God isn't quite so surly. We can certainly hope. <laughs> For self-smart, verse 8 says, my heart says, etc. And so this is kind of a gut instinct, uh, which is a little bit of body smart, but uh, internal work, so self-smart. Uh, it's that nudging that's subtle and persistent. Um, uh, a couple of years ago, I had a, a breakdown with my car and Molly um, was coming to pick me up at the uh, at the garage where the tow truck was taking my car but she had had this urge yeah, to really to come persistent. and, and More join than me once i had a thought get up yeah. go go sit by the side of the road with david go do that go do that go do that and then you texted and said on the way to the garage and so i took the other way to the garage and wound up totaling the impala yeah so uh so should have listened to that. Listen to those urges <laughs> and those nudges, right? Um, and uh, uh, you can use that example or perhaps one of your own if you've ever had a similar such feeling. Um, there's a quote from Frederick Beekner about angels that is kind of like that on the on the positive side, not so much. Uh, do this or your car will, is, <laughs> or will get smashed. Car. But yeah. um, uh, basically, it says angels are those uh, messengers from God. We don't expect to see them, and so we don't. Mm. But when an angel is spreading its glittering wings over us, we say things like, it was one of those days that made you feel good just to be alive, or I had a hunch that Everything was going to turn out all right. Or I don't know where I ever found the courage. Hmm. So uh, those sorts of uh, gut instincts, yeah. if you yeah. will. Huh. Okay, let's go on. The Old Testament lesson for year A, Ordinary 3, is Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 through 4. And it's kind of weird because usually when we use this section of Isaiah 9, we're using verses 2 through 7 or 2 through yeah. 9 around Christmas or at least on Christmas Eve, where the people who uh, walked in darkness have seen a great light on those who lived in a land of deep darkness, light has shined. And then it goes on to talk about um, how God has delivered them from that. And then we have this wonderful counselor, mighty God, etc., etc., um, uh, that comes after that, that is not in this selection for today. so But instead, we back up and start with verse 1, which always gets cut out of the stuff for uh, Christmas Eve. Um, Isaiah is saying to the people, there will be no gloom for those who are in anguish. And then goes to talk about how um, people in darkness have seen a great light. Um, and for the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. And that's where we stop. Mm -hmm. So. Well, um, that's where the text that, well, right. stops. Well, we and that's where we right are. Right <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing. Okay. Yes. 
Right. Yeah, we're going on. Here we go. So we have uh, Ice Smart Illustration, Math Smart Special Effect, Body Smart, Music Smart, and People Smart Illustrations. So David's going to get us started with Ice Smart. And again, uh, refer oh, back right. to the yes. Matthew yes. Uh, text here because we used several things that would work here because it's the same stuff. Yep. Uh, but here, uh, going with verse 2, that land of deep darkness, uh, thinking literarily, and um, there's the, the land of Mordor mm-hmm. from the Lord of the Rings, a land of deep darkness. And um, you can do more with those sorts of – there are plenty of such lands in, in literature if you want mm-hmm. to do that. Which is um, a word smart thing. Yeah. Go for it. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. Oh. Um, Places that are on fire, uh, the, smoke. the smoke and soot and, you know, Australia mm. uh, and such. They got rain, though. They got rain. That's good. That's mm-hmm. good. Um, urban settings where the sun doesn't get between the buildings so much and you've got lots of shadow in there, um, which also led to a number of apocalyptic movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. mm-hmm. um, or January in the Northern Hemisphere. <laughs> <laughs> it's a land of deep darkness. Even when the sun shines, it's, like, it's, it's cold yeah. out there. Uh, breaking the rod of the oppressor is like breaking glass to let sunshine in, uh, as in some of the pivotal scenes of some scary movies like Fright Night or From Dusk Till Dawn. Right. Of course, if you go there, be careful uh, because there's it's not necessarily appropriate for all church audiences. <laughs> right, right. Right. Going on to Math Smart, uh, in verse three, it says, You have multiplied the nation. And uh, so think about uh, the old multiplication tables mm-hmm. that, that we used, some of us, when we were kids. And these young people today, they don't learn their multiplication tables. But do they not? Our kids can't do multiplication. <laughs> Oh, okay. So that's even longer ago that they stopped using yeah, that than yeah. I thought. I thought it was anyway, like today. yeah. So um, you, you may be teaching some people some math if you do this, but show show off some multiplication tables, and then think about what that would mean for multiplying a nation, mm-hmm. uh, and why that would be important to the particular nation involved here. That uh, that that would be a good thing for them. Mm-hmm. For body smart. Uh, we're looking at verse four, where um, the, uh, the the prophet is talking about literally breaking bonds that are on a person's body. Got a couple of links here um, to uh, a something called a yoke that the police in the United Kingdom use. It's kind of a modified pair of suspenders. Uh, it's got a lot of back and shoulder support, and it's used to help support the weight of utility belts. Uh, so apparently uh, officers in the UK have a lot of things hanging on their belts and that was giving them some uh, some issues, uh, nerve and bone and muscle issues. So they came up with this thing called a yoke, which helps hold that up for them. Um, also, and that got me to thinking that for women particularly, we tend to tote around a lot of stuff in our handbags or our purses. And I know one uh, person in particular who stopped carrying a purse because she it, it aggravated her, her neck and her shoulders so much, she wound up having surgery. Mm. I don't think having a very heavy ba- uh, bag was, was the cause of that, but it certainly didn't, didn't help. help anything, anything. Yeah. So we have a link to an article with some tips to change how you carry stuff. 
uh, you know, switch to a smaller bag. Don't carry a bag. Um, only carry essentials. And that's kind of Use a hard both because shoulders maybe instead book of one bag. Yes. Uh, those kinds of things. So there you go. Um, for music smart, uh, I found a chant from Taizé. Uh, the name of it is La Tenebre, uh, which is in English, our darkness. And I've got a link to a, a, um, a PDF with the lyrics and the music in a variety of different languages. It's really simple. Um, and as a Taizé chant is, it's very reflective and uh, you could use this, uh, for self-smart exercise as well. Just sing it over and over again. Mm -hmm. For people smart looking at verse four, uh, again, the, uh, bonds that we're talking about here, both metaphorical and real bonds on people's freedom, uh, things like threats, oppression, violence, uh, Amy Oden at Working Preacher writes, Every asset will be usurped by the conquerors. Every child born can be taken by the more powerful into slavery. Every field planted with crops can be harvested by the mighty. Every hope for the future is stolen by masters who have the final say. This is the land of deep darkness. So uh, share that with your folks, let them reflect on that, and then think about some of the ways that that has uh, found expression in culture, our culture or, or uh, uh, those around the world, voter suppression, voter access restrictions, uh, the Jim Crow laws, or uh, to a greater degree, slavery and apartheid, mm-hmm. um, travel bans on particular Ethnic groups, Mm -hmm. um, curfews, not like for your teenagers necessarily where it's a safety thing. but Military curfews. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nobody allowed out Mm -hmm. um, or bans on assembly. And uh, that's kind of a dreary way to end uh, (laughs) the episode. So um, the good news is that the Lord breaks those bonds. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we are recording this on MLK Day here in the United States, which yeah. is a day we remember. Someone who worked really hard to break those things and gave his life for it. Ooh, where'd that come from? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it for today's podcast. Please ask us questions or leave us a comment on our website, morethanhearing.org, or facebook.com slash morethanhearing, or send us a tweet at at morethanhearing, or email us at connect at morethanhearing.org. If you tried any of these suggestions or maybe got an idea that you like even better than ours, please let us know what you did and how it went. We'd love to hear how using this theory has made a difference in your preaching and worship. Remember to check out the show notes, worksheets, links, and resources at our website. They work together with the podcast and give you lots more material to work with. Don't forget to subscribe using the links on the website for iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, or good old RSS, or point your podcatching software at morethanhearing.org feed podcast. Help others find us more easily by writing a review at the iTunes store or any of these directories. And of course, you can share the show with your friends and colleagues. We'll be back with another episode next week. So in the meantime, stay subscribed and be smart. 
is a Whip It Good production. Is that good? Yeah.